uh, started uh, reading the journals of mahabharat uh, in uh, isro related to the saraswati river and that has uh, increased my interest and then i have read some studies uh, related to that so that is my introduction and apart from that i have a website called action voice uh, which is uh, world's uh, largest and the first uh, wiki portal for veda itihasa puranas and i also now currently working on uh, creating a platform called dharma digital uh, which is uh, focused on uh, creating dharmic uh, you know tools and platforms so this uh, character of krishna is actually a product of uh, dharma digital so now what we are going to do here so primarily uh, there are different types of uh, studies that is going on into mahabharat and chronology is one of them and uh, there are so many other topics i'll have a brief uh, note on on all of them and then we will focus on the chronology part uh, which is uh, leading to the kurukshetra kurukshetra war dates and then i also look at the range of the kurukshetra war dates that has come up uh, in the last uh, uh, few uh, centuries uh, by, uh, from uh, many researchers and i am introducing the concept of habitable zones of uh, kurukshetra war dates and uh, this habitable zones are actually created uh, based on the comfort zones for each of the kurukshetra war dates like uh, it will be based on genealogy like uh, the puranic king list uh, in which uh, the 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 genealogy from yudhishthira to chemaka is mentioned it will be based on technology evolution like horse domestication chariots wheels etc dwaraka excavations and bathymetry studies then saraswati driving up climatology so they they each of this topic and even ai linguistics so they they introduce their own chronological uh, chronological uh, lines in the time axis so there are certain time limits for each of this so we will explore all of this and lastly i am actually looking at the chronology revision proposed by vedavidarya and uh, the impact that will cause in the genealogy so that is a nutshell of my topic now uh, coming to the first part uh, there is a, a different uh, diversification of uh, different uh, uh, subjects so one is the mahabharata chronology that i have explained uh, in which uh, nilesh uh, vedavir and uh, so many other researchers like bhatnagar uh, and uh, others are there and you have the mahabharata geography where primarily i was i am working in that area and uh, archaeology uh, basically there is bibilal uh, kn dikshit and uh, uh, such giants in mahabharata literature which is a very old uh, topic you have uh, bhatacharya indrajit Uh, Vishwadhuri, all these people, Thayrappa, everybody, and translations you have uh, amended Kishari Mohan Gangli, Vivek the boy, and then manuscripts you have Suttangar, uh, who also uh, created the critical edition, and the Rigvedic chronologies they are similar to Mahabharata, so like uh, Shikant Talgari, everybody is working in that area. Then Puranic geography where uh, K S Valdia and others. and the, uh, of course there is the popularization because this research area the, the many most of the people are not very familiar uh, because uh, uh, this is not accessible to many of the people so you have this uh, popularization of uh, some of this research to mahabharata ramayana novelist like amish tripathi and then 
of course the there is the going there is going on the mahabharata and ramayana tv serials so all these names are very familiar and very popular with uh, common people b r chopra and raman sagar and even the actors like arun goel uh, who acted as the drama so this is the overall uh, the domain uh, and then here we are actually focusing on the chronology so primarily i have to give a summary of the chronology analysis steps so first is the literature analysis that the people will be doing and then interpretation of the analysis literature analysis then archaeology and finally interdisciplinary uh, interdisciplinary collaboration so in the literary analysis what is primarily is that you take uh, all the slogans related to the chronology so it will be related to grah nakshatras comets months seasons etc eclipse just one example is uh, this shweta grahas tada chitram samidikramya tishtati that is uh, the shweta graha is uh, coming and uh, interfering with the chitra nakshatra so that is uh, just one of the verse in mahabharata and then you can interpret it in many different ways so there is a in shweta graha people have interpreted as mercury as as a comet some people have interpreted it as neptune so that is the interpretation variation then you have to corroborate that data with the ancient sky maps produced by planetarium software or and panchanga software etc so some of the exercises like uh, finding the years of saturn jupiter conjunction finding the years and dates with the three consecutive eclipses or a combinations of that so this is what astronomy analysis is about so basically you have analysis of the text getting the astronomical information and interpret that information as uh, some something known to us and then based on the interpretation go into the planetarium software look at the uh, the computer generated ancient skies and then corroborate it and the last is the uh, interdisciplinary corroboration so corroborate archaeoastronomy research with other disciplines like uh, geology archaeology climatology bathymetry linguistics technology evolution etc so this is the entire process that every researcher that uh, i have shown in the previous slide they will be doing the same and here actually that this is the basic this is the most important slide why is there are so many dates and why every researcher stick to the particular date so you will see that that this is the reason see in literature analysis there is a possibility of taking partial sets of verses so assume that there are 120 verses which are focusing on astronomy in mahabharata mahabharata have total 1 lakh verses but out of which uh, the verses which are focusing on uh, this uh, chronological information or uh, that is like a part subset of it and in that sub subset there are confusing verses there are conflicting verses that some uh, some verses in which uh, it says uh, the shani is in one place but in another place uh, it's seni will be in another uh, in a different place so there are conflicting verses and then irrelevant verses also like some verses which cannot be dated or which is not relevant but the researcher thinks that it is relevant but another researcher thinks it is not relevant so all these things is a variable everywhere like uh, each researcher have a different interpretation on what is confusing what is conflicting what is irrelevant and then uh, there is uh, 
because of this reason there is a partial set of verse each researcher is looking at an interpretation just uh, in the right hand side itself you know the shwedakraha the interpretation can be anything uh, like uh, of course valid thing which is uh, not a random but it based on some assumptions the interpretations keep on like so this is another reason and the people go with the uh, different uh, methodologies like a vedanga jyotisha based uh, analysis surya siddhanta analysis modern astronomy analysis like for example neptune so neptune uh, is not mentioned in anywhere so when you have uh, one particular reference in mahabharat uh, one one graha uh, it is identified as neptune definitely definitely it is not, it is a something which is uh, basing on the modern astronomy models and then you have a uh, divergent computation models because of that also variation happen divergent tools So just example, there is a Trik Siddhanta, Surya Siddhanta based Panchanga, uh, and then uh, in the in the data analysis itself, uh, like how you they compute the planetary position, there is uh, the variation in the, the the delta value because of selection of different uh, uh, like models, like Swiss Epimeris, NASA JPL. All these things are varied. Then tools are varied. I map all these things have keep on have different variation. so different archaeoastronomers who are giving the dates of mahabharat use all of this thing different and the last one uh, there is a partial corroboration possibility like for example you corroborate the astronomy date the arrived date with uh, some part of it like genealogy but you ignore archaeology or climatology or bathymetry linguistics technology evolution so this is why there are so many number of dates and second is the cyclicity of the celestial events so the uh, there is uh, for example every celestial event like eclipse etc there is a cyclicity so nakshatras are anyway they are fixed on the uh, fixed markers in the sky and against the backdrop of nakshatras the moon is moving and mostly it, it moon always moves like have a monthly motion and then there is sun annular motion over nakshatras then eclipse is uh, with the uh, Three consecutive eclipses. These are very frequent. And planet Mercury and uh, Venus they move fast, so they they will their positions keep on repeating. Mars and Jupiter. So there are twelve years. Uh, there is period of Jupiter and Saturn around thirty years. I'm not giving exact, but I'm just showing their cyclicity. And there is Jupiter-Saturn conjunction period. Uh, it occurs once in twenty years. Comets. The Halley comets comes once in seventy-six years. and approximate combinations uh, described in mahabharata in so many multiple number of verses it almost uh, repeat in almost every millennium or at least uh, once in two millennium then the, the last one which is very slow is the precession of equinox uh, which is anyway uh, is a, the best bet but it has its own challenges to locate uh, there is a, like a 1 degree years and there are total of 25920 years of uh, evolution So all these things are factored in, but there are lot of cycle except the uh, the ninth one. Everything is cyclic, and it can repeat in the in a period from thousand uh, BC to five thousand BC. That is a problem. Uh, there is another cyclicity is another problem. So as a result of it, you have a lot of clustering of uh, Mahabharata date by different researchers. So you can I have uh, divided the time axis uh, from uh, up to thousand BC, two thousand BC, three thousand BC. 4000 5000 and 6000 bc and here are the dates so you can see the vartak and nilesh of date 5561 bc in that in that sector and you have a cluster of dates largest number of cluster of dates 
very close to 3100 bc so for the prominent among that uh, whether we were at 313662 then uh, ml raja 3143 then uh, kota venkatachalam and his son 3139 bc traditional date 3138 then jayasri is there Uh, then uh, there is uh, sadananda acharya manish pandit 3067 and you have uh, there is one date palakrishna's is 82559 bc and you have another cluster of dates between 1000 bc and 2000 bc you have mohan gupta giving the mahabharata date at uh, 1952 bc ashok bhatnagar at uh, 1793 ramurthi at tamurthi uh, at uh, 1504 Aran Iyengar one four seven eight, P R Sarkar is there one two nine eight and Director Coach one nine one one nine eight, and finally Professor they have our dates at eight thirty six and nine fifty. So this is the result. So you have so many number of researchers. This is not an exhaustive list. So if any of the researchers names are not mentioned here, that is because. I, I don't have any uh, email interaction, or uh, there is a lack of familiarity from my side understanding their researches. But it's basically what I'm saying is this is the kind of uh, uh, number of uh, dates and how these are clustered. The clustering mainly because most of the uh, Mahabharata observations can be seen as uh, repeating, or uh, there is a kind of conformance, a partial conformance, of course. in various epochs like uh, because of the cyclic nature of the uh, astronomical uh, events and also because they have multiple as i in the as i mentioned in the previous slide because of the variation in the literature analysis then uh, uh, how they interpret that and in the usage of uh, software and the different models all this because of all these reason this diversification has occurred so that is because of this reason and since we are comparing this large number of uh, mahabharata dates from uh, of a large number of researchers our objective is not going deep into each of these uh, individual researches but what we are going to do is comparing it with the uh, other chronologies which are emerging from the technology evolution etc so that is where the habitable zone concept comes in so the first uh, one that you are seeing is the the habitable zone of uh, genealogy so the, the, it is a very complex part uh, because uh, information of uh, genealogy comes from various sources like puranas and some of the historical raja uh, lineages so because of that you have this so i will explain in detail so i am just uh, this is a summary slide of all the different uh, habitable zone and this a uh, green one which uh, just come right now it is the habitable zone uh, defined by the the technologies like uh, spooked wheel chariot domestication of horses etc and you have a uh, so lot of studies happened in the dwaraka city state uh, in the dwaraka re region and so many dates are coming out of it so it is not a monolithic date like many people be believe like for example the exact city state itself is dated at 1500 bc you might have heard the recent talk uh, of nalini rao uh, hosted by sangam uh, sampan talks so she will be telling you that uh, the city state will be dated at 1500 bc and there is a pottery in dwaraka 
which is much more older like uh, it is 3532 bc then there are two submergence events which is emerging from the bathymetric studies one is at 1500 bc and the another is at 3700 bc and then you have uh, saraswati dry up studies like uh, of course uh, depending upon the definition of what is what constitutes the dry up there is variations in that but more or less 1900 bc is uh, considered as a kind of a dry up that occurred into the river saraswati that is observable through the balrama's pilgrimage like it is it was uh, flowing in haryana but uh, suddenly it dries up uh, just uh, in the haryana rajasthan border and uh, then it reappears uh, very close to the uh, uh, joining the sea it reappears and it is close to the dwaraka so this is what uh, balrama has seen so that kind of dryer in which the central part of river is dried that is more or less corroborated in the 1900 bc but of course uh, being this is being a very uh, approximate subject there can be a lot, lot of variations in that so this, this particular it's actually a range similarly tectonic shifts happening at uh, 2500 bc so this is the kind of habitable zones uh, like uh, established by different disciplines and then there is a last one is the origin of sanskritam but it's a very controversial thing so many people consider it evolves very slowly so it can be older but lot of linguistic consensus based on lot of formulas everything and uh, the non evolution of sanskritam based on uh, the what what you can read through the rigveda and then in the mahabharata and ramayana and the kalidasa sanskritam so the kind of evolution the rate of evolution you can actually observe from directly from these non texts so you can interpolate what will be in the past and like that linguistic evolution theories have given some kind of approximate date of 4000 bc for the sanskritam as we as we know it because the language is a continuum so there is no point in which you can say this is not sanskritam and this is something else so subject to that there is a reasonably agreed consensus somewhere around 4000 bc can be 5000 bc also so that kind of a consensus for the sanskrit now i am just going into detail of the genealogy so uh, this is the information that you get from the puranas so this is almost like an approximation of every all the the king list uh, which we get from multiple puranas vishnu purana vayu purana uh, and uh, many other puranas so out of this this is what you are getting or less more or less table uh, is of 30 generations so yudhishthira abhimanyu parikshit janameja shataniga ashwamedha datta they are mentioned in mahabharata itself and then in the puranas uh, so many other kings are mentioned up to shemaka who is a uh, like uh, generation 30 so this is one very important information in dating purushetra um, so what is happening is uh, we assume this is our own assumption generation gap of 25 to 35 years that means uh, between two generations like a king gets another son born to him when he is 20 at uh, 25 years of age or 35 years of age this is what happens even now also like people get children uh, from 25 to 35 years of age but there are exceptions like some people will be uh, 45 or 60 but Some others will be having 20, uh, at the age of 20 years. So on an average, 25 to 35 is a good number. And another is uh, the the sheet anger that uh, that is now derived from the uh, 
Bhagavati, that is 350 BC to 450 BC. But definitely there is there are changes to this particular Shetangra date. I will tell about that uh, when I discuss about Vedavir Arya's chronology revision. So, but this is what 95 90% of the uh, the chronology researchers have accepted right now, which include Western scholars and uh, even uh, scholars from our side who argue for the out of India theory. So they are against Aryan invasion theory, but they are actually uh, for this particular chronology dates they go with uh, dates like this for Mahabharata. So with that assumption, uh, this is what you get for the uh, Yudhishthira's uh, period. So this is the calculation, and there is uh, one more assumption is uh, one more caution is that the names of the king vary. Can all the kings mentioned in the king list vary the different Puranas? And the number of generation also sometimes vary. Like sometimes they introduce some other kings in between. Uh, so it is varying from 30 to 40 generations. So that 40 is a, like a, the maximum number we uh, that uh, that is uh, seen, and 30 is the minimum. Most most of people agree on 30. But just for the sake of uh, uh, comfort or uh, the possibility of missing kings, etc., we consider it as 40. and beyond that searching is a very not not a correct practice so then uh, based on these two variables like generation gap of 25 to 35 years and uh, the kings from 30 to 40 even though 30 is what you get from most of the puranas so then you give her to then you can actually multiply that uh, use the 350 as the sheet angle or 450 as a sheet angle uh, add the like uh, the duration so minimum gap is 30 into 25 70 50 years between yudhishthira and shamaka Maximum gap is 14 into 35. That is 1,400 years. So this give a range. So that means Yudhishthira should be riding between 1,100 BC to 1,850 BC. That is a range we get. That is what you have seen in the previous slide. Uh, that uh, this is one slide. Uh, one of the slide. Uh, one of the habitable zone in that large. Uh, uh, In the slide of uh, all the consolidated uh, habitable zone, this is just one of them. So I'm just showing it in detail because this is how other uh, dates, uh, other ranges also arrived at. This all other range, uh, dates are arrived. So in this particular uh, uh, this uh, habitable zone, because it's like lower limit 11100 BC, then 1800 1850 BC at the upper limit. You have so many this many number of researchers uh, dates coming into this range. Mohan Gupta, Ashok Bhatnagar, Ramamurthy, Iyengar, Sarkar, Dr. Bhaj. So from 1952 BC to uh, 1198 BC. So now uh, you have another information, and this is actually dated at uh, 1872 Satyarth Prakash Granth. This is different from the Puranas, and this is actually Royal Dynasty uh, list. In that Yudhishthira Chhamaka gap is mentioned as. Little different from the Puranas, like uh, 1770 years. I mean, yeah, uh, 1770 years, and it gives an exact number like uh, 1770 years, 11 months, 10 days, and 30 kings are mentioned. That is a problem because it, then it leads to an average and generation gap of 59 years, which is like little bit on the stretch because 35 is we considered as a maximum possible average, but here it is 59 is coming. And there is a hypothesis you have to introduce to support this, like missing generations are there, like that you have to tell. So that is like somewhat little more weaker. That's part of it. Similarly, you have 
this uh, parichittu mahapatma munda there is another so this is a direct information given in the puranas like you don't have to count uh, the number of kings and multiply it with average etc directly it is given parichittu mahapatma nanda is 1015 years and if you calculate uh, re, uh, reverse calculate it will come to around 40 to 29 generation like based on 25 to 35 years gap and it is a healthy one because we are concerned like uh, 30 to 40 generation can be there but it is giving you 40 to 29 generations because there are 1015 years between parishitta and mahapatmananda directly mentioned in the vishnu purana so then it comes to parishitta at uh, 1365 to 1465 bc and then automatically you can calculate yudhishthira at 1415 to 1535 so two dates ramamurthi and ayengar comes into this range 15 uh, not 4 and uh, 1478 then there are variation the the vishnu purana is much uh, little more uh, very uh, very strong purana like uh, uh, but there is the vayu purana and malsya purana as you seen there are three versions of vayu purana and uh, five versions of malsya purana that itself reduces its uh, uh, like uh, value in terms of in comparison to vishnu purana because there are multiple versions so in there there is parishit just slight change in the number instead of this is 1050 instead of 1015 and it comes to 42 to 42 to 30 generation not a bad thing similarly from there you can arrive at a date of yudhishthira and it comes to this range so the same two people's uh, dates are coming in that range and finally there is just one version of malsya purana <coughs> where the <coughs> date is saying at 1500 years parishittu mahapatmananda so three sources about the di- the the difference between parishittu mahapatmananda quoted by uh, three different sources one is vishnu purana another is uh, different versions of vayu and malsya and just one version of malsya there is a slightly different one and this is a another like uh, you can see there is a 60 to 42 to generation so 60 is on a higher side uh, while our ideal is 25 to 35 years but this will go into 60 generation uh, 60 uh, to 42 to generations that means that many number of additional things you need to consider this is the kind of uh, problems for this uh, this particular uh, information so similarly you will get uh, if you compute in our formula you get a date for yudhishthira at 1920 to 2020 bc and uh, two dates mohan gupta and ashokpunar come very close to this date so uh, now if you make a summary so this is what uh, you get so the dates uh, in the 2k and uh, 1k that is uh, the short form of the dates ranging between 1000 bc to 2000 bc these are all Uh, become green, or uh, they all fall into the habitable zone of this geology. And uh, then you have uh, the chariot evolution. So the this this all establish its own uh, genealogies. That's what I am coming. Uh, the its own uh, habitable zones. So uh, chariot evolution. These are the information that we have. The free roaming horses. that is wild horses in fact you can you can see it from 30000 bc onwards so there are a lot of uh, cave arts uh, bimbetka cave and so many other places you see horses so the horses are and you can look at the closely they are like wild horses which uh, the artist see and then they will paint it on the cave so such uh, pictures are there from 30000 bc onwards 
so there is no boundary uh, that is not so all the dates of mahabharata is anyway younger than 30000 bc there is nothing domestication of horses 4000 to 3500 bc so the criteria is like you have to get a horse burial in some female settlement so that means that horse is uh, living along with the human beings so that we got from 4000 to 3000 bc in various different places in the world and then invention of potter's wheels uh, and the, the solid wooden wheel with a middle hole that is a potter's original wheel to create what uh, ports from clay so this is coming from 3500 bc onwards we are getting excavated specimens are there then wheel carts bullock carts uh, so you get from 3500 bc onwards there are solid wheel solid wheel carts actually driven by bullock carts and other animals like goat sheep uh, even dogs those things are there and then solid wheel battle chariot driven by wild ass the oldest record we have is from sumeria 2600 bc onwards that means it can be there in india also that's what i am saying that is a uh, asses are the domesticated earlier because they are little more uh, smaller in size human beings can actually control them and then uh, the the horses uh, the horse driven lightweight chariot the we get from 2000 bc onwards the reason being that the horse is very difficult to domesticate and uh, to make it drive a horse uh, sorry to make the horse drive a chariot little, little, little more skill is required so you have to drive uh, entire uh, manuals that the ashwa uh, like uh, there there are like lot of treaties on the how to uh, tame the horse and make it ride a chariot so it is actually a big uh, technology evolution that has happened like chariot are created the first day how carts driven by a bull bull is like moving slowly so the bull uh, when you the bullock carts uh, can have a certain speed uh, the bull will not uh, run away uh, it will move very slowly and you can have a solid wheel car, uh, solid wheel for the bullock cart even if you it moves uh, it will not break away so this is the problem so it's a very big big technology challenge and it takes a lot of time that is why it takes this much amount of time and you get it only at 2000 bc so far i mean i'm saying all what is the current everything can change when like just one excavation and then entire data will change uh, where if you find something like uh, instead of 2000 bc if you find it at 3000 bc the problem solved then data will just go from 2000 bc to 2000 bc but currently what is known that is what i'm saying so uh, you have all these things like 30000 so many people ask this like you have 30000 bc the horse is painted in paleolithic what so what is a big deal you can have uh, uh, chariots driven by horses no that is the problem is that there is a very well known technology evolution like your mobile phone in earlier in 2000 ce 20 years back you have a nokia phone where there is no no color Uh, no screen, uh, nothing, no visual, no graphics, nothing. Only the charger is there, and then the signal strength. Uh, you have another uh, two indications. But now you have a mobile phone, where you have much more higher resolution than a computer, a laptop. So that technology has to have evolved by by its own effort. So that's because of the same reason. That's what I'm saying. Like 3500 BC, the Potter's wheel, and then. wheel carts at 3500 bc so then uh, solid uh, with the chariot driven by asses because asses are little more easy to tame 
and finally 2000 bc the war horses so this this particular understanding we should have so uh, because of that you have got another uh, set of uh, habitable zone and similarly i am saying the dwarak excavation and we had a talk just a few days back so you can these are the dates like uh, the pottery is date there is a the oldest thing dated as of as not now pottery is 3528 bc so all the that uh, pre k dates will fall in this range then you have seals and inscriptions but they are dated to 1500 bc the entire city state state with a couple of satellite arms dated at 1500 bc excavated by dr s r rao and then there are two submergent events uh, like uh, bathymetry showing to the, you can see the in this graph there are to uh, like hill kind of thing these are the submergent events one is at 3000 bc and another is 1500 bc and in mahabharat that entire uh, dwaraka region it is mentioned that there was an older island called kushastali it was uh, submerged after a long period of time uh, it reemerged and during the reemergent period krishna has created the city of dwaraka so that is you can actually corroborate if you want that you can corroborate an information so this excavation the, this dwaraka uh, excavation bathymetry you have its own habitable zone is introduced so in that you have all the 3k dates like uh, like uh, naragariachar manish pandit uh, and vedavirarya all these dates are coming in and then uh, if you are a little more stringent like uh, only i consider the city state uh, and uh, seals and inscription that then you have to restrict it to 1000 bc so only dates which are Uh, younger than 1000 BC, 500 BC will fall. Then the Saraswati drying up, sub similar to it is exactly similar to the situation of the horse domestication, chariot uh, technology evolution. Definitely there was see the same problem like 40,000, 47,000 BC and 10,000 BC. You have uh, rivers there. Rivers are very old. All rivers west of Ganga, Yamuna, Satluj, they all flowed westward. And then you have a snowfed Satluj flow flowing uh, along Saraswati at thirteen thousand to six thousand BC. So you have you have got a river there. Basically, it is Satluj, that is Shadadru. And uh, so Shadadru, Shadadru and Saraswati are the same. We have to consider at thirteen thousand BC to six thousand BC. Then the monsoon rains uh, start feeding Saraswati, and Harappan towns emerged like since six thousand BC. You got Harappan cities. Like Girana, like you have seven thousand. Girana is the oldest Harappan city, seven thousand five hundred seventy BC. Kaki Gari is six thousand to nineteen hundred BC. So Saraswati is hailed as a sea-going great river. All these things there, and then tectonic disturbances around two thousand five hundred BC. The monsoon rain reduction started, and late then the late Harappan shift eastward concentrated into Haryana. Like it happens around nineteen hundred to thirteen hundred BC. based on this information so also there in the archaeology like uh, that lot of uh, new more uh, cities uh, town harappan towns pops up in the haryana region uh, and then the satluj breaks uh, that uh, the yamuna and satluj breaks away uh, so this is all uh, happens around 1900 bc you can stretch it i mean this this is like all these research are actually continuously evolving so these dates can change and then so currently everybody accepted uh, the kind of the way it is explained in mahabharat like 
Saraswati dried up up to Vinashana and then reappears at Chamasolbada. Uh, that is close to the uh, its uh, merger with sea. That kind of a scenery, more or less suitable at uh, 1900 BC. But dry up is a very subjective thing. How much is that dried up is a question. Different scholars have different opinion. So then happens there is a two kind of split like Dwaraka, Sindhu, Savira in the southwest, Purupanjala, Salvamatsya in the northeast. So that kind of a difference. Even in Mahabharata, it recorded, right? You have uh, Krishna and Dwaraka and then Pandavas in the in the Kuru region. Uh, then you have a painted grave site, painted grave that is that uh, the continuation of the Harappan uh, all over the river. But you have the that uh, by 1000 BC everything is dried up, so it is adversely affecting many date which is lesser than 1000 BC also. So you can see the date spanning in that uh, Saraswati dry up uh, scenario. And here is the language evolution. So I have told about like how the language, how can you give a date for the Vedic Sanskrit? So that is basically uh, based on the study of the existing Sanskritam like uh, Kalidasa Sanskritam and the Ramayana Sanskritam, Mahabhaga Sanskritam, Rigveda Sanskritam, slight variations. So based on the slight variation, uh, there is you can approximately associate how much time it takes for the language to completely uh, in unintelligible because of a small change in the uh, the usage of uh, nouns some nouns go out of fashion some nouns uh, come new and the grammatical structure slightly changes etc but some other researchers don't agree with this date so that is also uh, i need to say so typically, more or less, uh, there is a kind of a linguistic consensus that the as we see now, it's coming. It's uh, around 4000 BC. Which the, the date can be like extended also based on new studies. So, but uh, one thing, most important thing is that this Proto-Indo-European linguistics is not something foreign or completely a Western uh, tool. It is used by Indian researchers like Sekhan Talagari and it is used successfully to refute the Aryan invasion theory by re replacing it with the out of India theory. You should read that uh, using Talagari's books. And uh, even if other languages models are used like Subhash Kaka has introduced another model which is not based on IE linguistics. Even there also grammatic structures change uh, typically in thousands of years, uh, in thousand years uh, there is something called a language horizon. So you will see the language uh, setting like the familiar familiar language is no longer there because it's too different than what you know that happens. So now comes to the most interesting part. So my friend Vedadil Arya has uh, uh, introduced uh, some revisions in the chronology. And of course, uh, he has based his studies on other researchers like Kota Venkatal Jalanji and then uh, Shastriji and, uh, and so many other people, but now it has got a lot of popularity because of uh, uh, the the discussions, uh, extensive discussions that Vedavir is involved in. So because of that, there can be shifts, like especially in the genealogy part that I one slide I have introduced. So currently accepted date of Buddha Nirvana is for 483 BC. So all these Mahabhatma Nanda uh, at uh, this 350 to 450 BC, all these things are actually depend upon the Buddha Nirvana date. So Vedavir is proposing a change in the uh, this Buddha Nirvana uh, that is uh, around one one three eight two years of push. 
so it become buddha becomes 1865 bc so this is uh, will change uh, all our equations and uh, okay of course there are a lot of buddhist traditions which uh, which can which will push it even further also but i am not they they are not very scholarly in, in nature because there is no proof given just uh, just mentioning like it, uh, it is uh, such a so many years of old in contrast to the vedas varyas research so there is a 1937 years push also but uh, i consider uh, these two uh, changing of the chronology uh, you will see all the dates uh, that is mentioned especially the chronology they will be shifting so you can see i have shown you this slide before so earlier this entire genealogy was centered around uh, 1000 bc to 2000 bc and uh, all the dates of 2k 1k dates were actually in the habitable zone but if you accept uh, the chronological version of uh, vedavir then uh, all the dates centered around 3000 bc becomes uh, part of the habitable zone and uh, all of them will be valuable, valuable candidate but you see large number of dates are there in that area so definitely there will be discussions and uh, interactions and debates and then one more important point i need to is that because of the chronology revision only the genealogy has changed genealogy of habitable zone but uh, the other things are unchanged and unmoved so only that those things uh, will change only when there are further research into the, into this areas of technology uh, like there is a if there is a revision of the dwarak uh, excavation or the pottery dating or uh, sub the there is uh, submergence events are more or less uh, only 1500 bc and 3700 bc are well uh, identifiable from the graphs and there will be, if there is a revision of saraswati triad or tectonic shifts new insights should come and uh, anyway language evolution i think proposes no problem for any researcher because it's uh, coming from sanskritam is available as per the linguistic analysis from 4000 bc onwards so that was no problem to the researchers because well into every every date is well into that particular zone uh, i think except maybe nilesh and whatnot so that is what happens so now this entire talk i have uh, uh, decided to do this talk because uh, i see a lot of people asking questions about uh, why there are so many dates why just come and join sit together and do a conference etc so i think i have answered those questions uh, and uh, i have informed why there are so many dates and why the research is sticking uh, sticking to those dates so i have what i have done is that uh, i have taken it very uh, seriously and i have been, I've been interacting with all the uh, chronology uh, researchers some of them well known to me for from four or five years i am in actually having email communications and uh, some of them i came to know very recently but i am actually having email discussions and uh, email groups are created uh, and there is a uh, Uh, there is a need felt for having a grand mahabharata conference and where you have mahabharata chronologists uh, sit together and analyze and then chronology analysts like who has uh, knowledge about uh, the chronology even though they are not dating mahabharata but they have some expertise on the chronology like for example dwaraka excavation saraswati bhaya linguistics so they can be invited and then can there can be audiences like uh, like you who are intelligent and enthusiastic and uh, then other researchers who are not related because it's a very interesting topic 
maybe the most interesting topic in the, in the currently regarding the mahabharat ramayana etc so everybody can be invited and uh, so i have uh, uh, sent this uh, email communication to different uh, and uh, the, the concept of habitable zone and then um, uh, all this uh, information so i have this is my final result i have actually presented to different uh, conference organizers etc uh, like uh, this is what uh, we are actually having uh, all the dates are plotted and drawn so this can come uh, come place and then now the, the currently because of the chronology revision it will be divided into two groups so there will be a group of uh, researchers who are uh, in close to the 3100 bc 3k group so they can focus on the chronology revision that is now led by vedavir arya and then they can actually focus on the dates which are close to the 3100 bc and then the other groups that 1k and 2k group researchers can have a debate between themselves uh, and uh, they can actually anchor themselves to the technology evolution bathymetric studies dwarka excavations climatology saraswati drying up monsoon etc so uh, actually i am proposing this kind of a conference because uh, this is not something which you can solve and people should not think that okay like uh, just by one talk just just by one presentation this particular problem can be solved this is a civilizational problem solving the mahabharata date kurukshetra war date problem is actually a major milestone uh, in our it will be in our bharata varsha our dharmic uh, history so you have to have something like a big session of five day session and then you have to in, in, in bring in audiences chronology analysis mahabharata chronologies they can be on a stage and then they can debate round tables you can do uh, then uh, two sets you can go divide into two sets 1k 2k group and then the 3k group they debate each other then come uh, whoever is having that uh, confidence they can come together and then have a final debate so like that you can actually how to do it in a very systematic way with uh, considering it to be a five day conference like that so you can organize this kind of a thing like so i am just uh, on uh, connections uh, and uh, my own uh, correspondence with the different people like uh, rahul who is the organizer he can also be the person then indica is there industry university i heart so any of these people have to come forward and organize this kind of an event so this then you have you will be able to solve this problem in a very very successful manner and uh, the what the kind of uh, planning that we need to do is maybe not to try to do in a single year or something like that typically you have to give something like 5 years uh, in a different series of conferences and then you so that is that is the end of my uh, presentation talk hello didit ji namaste namaste uh, uh thanks uh, for a nice presentation uh, but uh, i want to know the what the final conclusions about the timeline and the duration about the kurukshetra uh, war so the actually the subject of my talk was that 
we cannot conclude in a very fast manner uh, and uh, i have my own preferences but i am actually not introducing here because uh, i am actually through this talk what i am want to tell people is uh, that uh, there are like uh, the the different researchers and there are different reasons for them to stick to that their date so uh, if you ask me like uh, for example uh, that's what i mentioned like it, you need to have something like a five years timeline uh, you have multiple conferences and debates and discussions and then you arrive at the date because uh, our tendency is like whenever there is an uncertainty we want to quickly come to one conclusion and that is the reason why uh, like uh, now you have got people uh, like uh, fan groups like uh, one particular researcher and then there are a large number of fans to that that particular researcher and then uh, typically because of this human tendency because people want the result very quickly they will not look at the other researcher and their work uh, because the mind is locked to the particular researcher and the data of that particular researcher so that is why i want uh, through this talk what i why want is that uh, people should uh, avoid that kind of uh, sticking or inflexibility and understand that the problem is uh, very much close to the point of solving but it requires time when i say very much close means 200 years back you cannot do this years back you don't have this kind of clarity but now you have got all the dates uh, on a same place now uh, like for example in this slide you can look at all the dates are there and uh, you can also see the the cluster the date clusters and uh, i don't know which is the researcher you are following but irrespective of that you have to understand that this problem is not uh, solved conclusively but only different researchers has come to a certain conclusion based on their own comfort and the reason why i have already i have shown why there are a lot of uh, uh, different dates uh, here actually i will show you right that why there are dates yeah this is the reason because there is a variation in the literature analysis the number of verses each researcher takes varies the number of verses they reject because considering it as confusing conflicting or irrelevant version that is variable interpretation is variable then computation model that they are using it is variable and there is a comparison uh, the final corroboration variation because of that uh, this is currently uh, in a, a state in which not one single date can be considered as conclusively solved so for answering your question this slide is on what is we know about the kurukshetra war right now if you ask me very quickly to answer like you can see just randomly very randomly i said so many people are at 3000 bc so maybe that can be the uh, one of the date can be the, the correct one but then i have already shown other slides where you have a pull to the left hand side whereas other uh, younger dates can also be true so this is our current state and this is the true picture and it has it will finally emerge as the final date but it takes some some amount of time and effort that's my answer okay thank you very much for this enlightening talk i i i think it's one of the most um uh, it's one of the those talks where you have adopted a very holistic approach uh, you know inspecting this whole issue from different aspects be it archaeology uh, be it uh, sky mapping and other things like that 
so i uh, i have couple of question one questions one is that you mentioned that the domestication of horses was somewhere done in 4000 uh, bce uh, as well as i can recall from the talk so yeah, uh, going through ramayana uh, of course i have not gone through the valmiki ramayana but going through uh, tulsidas uh, ramcharitra manas there also even domestication of horses is there even the chariots uh, horse bearing chariots etc are mentioned over there so um, can you please throw some light on this and uh, am i allowed to ask the second question uh, right now or after you answer the first one we are answer this first because then okay. i'll Forget. Okay. Sure. So, sure. Uh, there, there is a one problem that is like uh, there is a circular problem is there. Like if you say that because the horse domestication mentioned in Ramayana, because of that Rama uh, the horse should be all domestication should be all that is circular actually. Reasoning is circular because we are trying to date the Ramayana or Mahabharat based on available record of the horse domestication. So it is not the other way around. right so that is the problem so you need to look at the horse domestication irrespective of what is mentioned in the text you have to look at and dig the ground that is what the archaeology support so they different uh, archaeologists in different countries not only india but in europe everywhere they dig the ground and they see some information so obviously archaeology is a kind of uh, uh, discipline where things will be challenged right from today if the horse domestication is mentioned as um, for example based on the records which are available it is between 4000 3500 bc this is the nature of science and archaeology also is a science so sometime maybe in some place even it can be in india also you dig a burial site or dig the ground and you get a uh evidence of horse domestication and it is beyond 4000 or uh, 3500 bc it may be 10000 bc you see very clear evidence of horse domestication then you the date will change that is the nature of uh, archaeology so then you actually at that time you can say okay this particular uh, date uh, event uh, which uh, we were saying impossible because the horse domestication is only between 4000 3000 bc but uh, you are suggesting a uh, mahabharata older than that and i was objecting that now but i am seeing the date coming from the archaeology so i can accept it now this is the way science work so it can be possible like for example this can dates uh, of archaeology can be revised it can be older later at a later stage but 2020 this is what we are yeah please next question Thank you so much um, the second question was uh, because uh, in uh, mahabharat uh, mahabharat has been written by uh, rishi ved vyasa and uh, with the help of lord ganesha it is mentioned over there and uh, going through uh, ramayan there also there is mention of lord ganesha so are these two personalities different or are these the same ones because they have uh, they appear to happen between 6000 years apart if we go by uh, the explanation by uh, shri nilesh ok yeah so uh, i will actually have another talk uh, which can answer it clearly so i will tell you the nutshell of it so the all the text ramayana and mahabharata uh, based on the internal evidence itself it has evolved means uh, uh, you can see in mahabharata uh, vyasa mentioning about the work called jaya vaishampayana is calling the work called jaya 
that was the original name and in that jaya work uh, the vyasa is mentioning about the kurukshetra war starting with bhishma bhishma as a command after that drona and then karna and then uh, finally shalya and uh, ashwatthama so this was the content of jaya and after that uh, vaishambayana's uh, like vaishambayana's uh, is a disciple of vyas he talked about this see that is what uh, the janamaja discussion janamaja is about like i have i know about uh, the work of vyas and then he talks about this and he talks about vyasa himself in that uh, and his lifetime so typically if vyasa has authored it he will not talk about the lifetime of vyasa himself so vyasa's work is jaya and after that vaishampayana has authored it so he has a certain way of presenting the work of jaya so in that he talk about uh, entire life history of vyasa's mother parashara all the people and the life history of the pandavas and the kauravas who are taking place in the war that is referred mentioned in the jaya so what happened to the you know, what are what is happened to the you know, people want to know like uh, about uh, the heroes so then uh, all the history of yudhishthir uh, yudhishthir father pandu pandu's father vijitravirya vijitravirya for shantanu all these uh, people you know, were discussed so it is the narration of vaishampayana and then the vaishampayana's narrative again told by brasava swami to shavnaga after a gap of so many uh, because uh, in that uh, it is saying that <coughs> janamaja's uh, son i have mentioned in that king list uh, janamaja has got a son uh, uh, called shatanika uh, and his son ashwamedha datta everybody is mentioned so after two generations after janamaja the discussion happens between sauti and shavnaka so in that Uh, discussion lot of uh, new information is introduced and ganesha is one of them the reason is ganesha is not mentioned uh, if ganesha is actually a uh, mentioned similar to arjuna of uh, uh, krishna then in so many references will be found it is just at the top of mahabharata some few verses about ganesha so it has actually evolved like that similarly is uh, like uh, mentions similar mentions in ramayana also is there so this is like a, you have got a sweet it is covered in a box that box is covered in another box and for presentation purpose that second box is covered in another third box that is how it is presented so this kind of uh, presentations and because of that uh, the two ramayana as well as mahabharata there is a kind of uh, uh, wrappings over one or the other like layers on over the other like that so a lot of new Uh, new characters coming into the mahabharata then the way it is presented all these things are coming into the story so you when you people date uh, use mahabharata for dating something or do some historical analysis they will remove those verses these verses will be removed otherwise your date will go wrong that is a problem uh, yeah there are uh, two questions actually uh regarding horses i read somewhere that uh, there were horses with uh, 13 ribs and uh, 11 ribs uh the 11 ribs were from uh, indian uh, indigenous horses uh, desi breeds and uh, the 13 ribs were from the arabia and other things is it true yeah actually i also have heard about it but how do we corroborate it with uh, uh, the dates because the question is about domestication etc so the horse rib Uh, definitely it doesn't have much 
impact on to whatever we are talking about, talking about it. Was our uh, uh, habitable zone of evolution, in which uh, the points are domestication and uh, uh, carts, that is the vehicles driven by animals, and then uh, solid wheel char uh, chariots and spooked wheel chariot, which can be driven faster because uh, the horse travel very fast. And um, in order to make the chariot light, it, it has to become spooked wheel. Otherwise, solid wheels will heavy. when the horse run it will all the wheels will go to four different direction because it cannot withstand that uh, heaviness of the wheel itself so these are the problems that we have addressed um, definitely it will have a significance in some other part but the different trips otherwise it doesn't have an impact and if you are asking question about like uh, because there is a kind of uh, confusion created by the western side people that there are no horses in india that that is another thing so So uh, whenever anybody find a uh, some horse in India, they will say that that horse is not real horse, that is ass. So that is there, but we are not into that area because I am completely uh, focused on the uh, out of India theory. So I am not uh, believing all this uh, nonsense about not no horse found in India, etc. This is and to answer those uh, kind of uh, confusions, the people will start bringing up the, all these kind of concepts like. Uh, Indian horse is uh, different, so that is why that is not required. At least for me, I am fully convinced about the horse uh, presence in India, uh, even in the uh, like uh, Arab and Indus Valley civilization, etc. So the we have so if you ask for example, two thousand BC dates of uh, um, uh, Manish, Achar, and whether the horses were there at that time, there is no doubt about it. जी नमस्कार जी 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 वी रिसेंटली इंटरेक्टेड ऑन योर प्रेजेंटेशन इन आईआरआर एंड अर्लियर इन ड्रॉपिटस महाप्रद इफ यू रिमेंबर मी हां देयर वर टू क्वेश्चन व्हिच आई जस्ट वांट लाइक टू योर ड्रॉ योर अटेंशन वन इज व्हाट यू स्टेटेड क्वार्टर्स व्हील 3500 बीसीई इन द इंडस सरस्वती रीजन एस्केवेशन डन इन मेहरगढ़ इन लेट 1718 क्वार्टर्स व्हील इज 6000 बीसीई एंड बियॉन्ड Please check that one. Other point is the slide which is being shown: chariot evolution possible only after 1800 BCE. Uh, about this, uh, I will like to draw to Dr. B. B. Lal's 2002 presentation and booklet uh, brought out by NCRT. Why perpetuate myth? And I have posted those links of uh, that uh, on the blog and one YouTube presentation by B. B. Lal about these chariots being present. And being oh. in Harappan at 3000 BCE, so this question right, right, right. is only possible uh, after 1800. He is presenting it from archaeological point of view. This okay. is my second observation and a uh, poser. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, actually, there are two type of chariots. Uh, what is uh, the solid wheel chariot? That is actually there in 3500 BC, 3200 BC. Also, we have got archaeological records, but we didn't get anything which is spooked wheel. and again as i said uh, this is a debate area of debate in the archaeology we submit uh, something with spooked wheel and finally they say there is no spook even for the recent uh, excavation in uh, sinoli that happened uh, we have uh, our side uh, archaeologist uh, actually bibilal's uh, disciples actually they are all close to me uh, kn dikshit and uh, other people they have brought uh, this uh, evidence of a spooked wheel chariot and anyway that is dated around uh, 2000 bc to 1800 bc from, uh, from by our own people 
but the some of this uh, western side people are not ready to accept it as a spiritual channel so definitely i am in the side i am from the side of the our side and uh, trying uh, to uh, bring it in our acceptance and then one big problem is that in india you don't have the the correct uh, means up to standard uh, lab where you can actually authenticate ourselves and that kind of dependency should uh, be uh, like solved maybe in the couple of years that with our current government they should actually resolve these problems and all the dependency of uh, validation from the western uh, laboratories should be ending and uh, even i had a discussion about this in various archaeology forums etc so your your point is right uh, we have got uh, like uh, chariot uh, chariot at least uh, i agree there is a, that uh, solid wheel chariots mean accepted uh, actually i'm my uh, the days what i am given is actually accepted by the uh, the what i was the opposing camp also that's what i am actually putting the dates but uh, otherwise uh, our side uh, acceptance you have each little more more flexible dates are there uh, like uh, for example this particular sinoli chariot there are the, our own archaeologists are ready to give a date of 2200 bc to that then you got a uh, spooked wheel chariot at 2200 bc but it is currently in the process of uh, evaluation and confirmation by everybody like both our camp and opposite camp that is the difference same with the potter's wheel uh, so um, one of the accepted dates for it is uh, 3500 bc but th this uh, right now i can say that this can be like jump it can be jump to the millennium just one by one excavation itself it is possible so uh, they none of these dates are actually monol uh, like uh, carved on stone it will keep on changing and the tendency is going upward like to the higher uh, like for some 100 or 200 or 500 years into the past i agree about that yeah uh, you have this uh, timeline with so many researchers just first of all tell me how many of these are actually practicing archaeologists or geologists for that matter um So, yeah that that uh, that one yeah. i mean so, you have so so many names how uh, many of these are actually practicing archaeologists or geologists yeah i agree. i i got that point uh, so currently if in this entire dots you see bb lal is an archaeologist par excellence every other people are archaeoastronomers so that is one point but uh, second point of it because i understand your point of view is that uh, the people who are dating the mahabharata based on uh, literary evidences like reading mahabharata and ramayana they are uh, by profession they are not archaeologists or geologists because there may be mostly their focus is on literature so there is a symbiotic dependence between the archaeologist and the the geologist so not being an archaeologist is not a not a black mark on them uh, but of course uh, the other side of you what you said they have to they have to corroborate their uh, dates with archaeology or maybe having a conversation with archaeologists or have an explanation why the dates are not aligning with archaeology this is this should be there but there is no need that they should be uh, archaeologists or geologists typically the entire work of archaeology is uh, some is like software knowledge because the tools are software uh, all this uh, planetarium uh, tool, all the tools of panjanga jagannatha hora you know, all this or software tools 
so this primary their expertise is looking at the software tool uh, after, then some of them are part, uh, practicing uh, like jyotishis like manish pandit is a jyotishi uh, some some of them like uh, ashok bhatnagar he is an astronomer uh, he is actually uh, a very senior member uh, in the the government service and uh, professionally an astronomer and many others are mathematicians uh, and uh, many of them are in the it field so that is the profile the typical profile that the, the people who are doing this research jiji uh, ji what i was exactly pointing out the, uh, the and you brought out the sonali chariots which are going beyond 2000 bce those are yes. not, uh, uh, solid wheel those are the spoke wheel and i have posted two link one is the bb last old presentation about spoke wheel oh yeah okay yeah, yeah, i am latest one video also posted a link very uh, clear is about the present of the spoke wheel chariot and its representant is shown on these small toys which are spoke wheels and marked as spoke, spoke wheel he has specifically detailed over last 10 years many presentation and his works are very precisely said spoke wheel not the right, right, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually am accepting that point. Uh, so I am actually talking about Sinali chariot as a spoke wheel only, and uh, the the kind of dates that they are now bringing up is 2200. That's what I, I said, spoke wheel chariot itself. But the dates are actually 2200, and uh, generally chariot. Now that is what I am saying. Solid wheel general chariots, they are actually available from 3200 BC onwards. 3500 BC also they are available. the same time when the bullock carts are there uh, within uh, within 200 years you have got uh, the this uh, solid wheel chariot so definitely they are there that's what i'm saying so i think that distinction you need sinali chariot i am arguing that uh, i am arguing since that i am discussing in the forums uh, in uh, from the point of view that it is a spoked wheel chariot that's what i'm saying and the date i am given 2200 bc I mean, I mean, here I am in the PPT. I am putting 2000 BC. Now they are revising it to 2200 BC. The the people who have excavated it. That is what I am say. I have said, and I am saying spooked wheel. Uh, that is uh, the Sinali. The spooked wheel. I am saying not solid wheel. So uh, the second part of the question was. I mean, it was actually a leading question. The point is, I am also not <laughs> an archaeologist or even a historian or anything like that. I am not prejudiced against those people either. the point yeah. is that uh, whatever excavation uh, bb lal had done in the 50s 1951 to 52 i would yeah. like to know if that has been followed up expanded corrected because you know if we are still stuck with bb lal's archaeological evidence excellent though it might be uh, i mean from yeah. a pot lal i mean yeah. you have to add to it and further refine it that is how science works as you said uh, who has done that that is what i would like to know if you are processing uh, you know if the hardware is from bb lal and everybody uses their own software it is going to be garbage in garbage out <laughs> okay uh, so, that is the problem yeah yes, yes. so uh, bb lal's date it has it, it needs an, another talk itself but it is better to the like bb lal himself tell that uh, he has uh, done a lot of meticulous study because uh, he in the in the uh, in that uh, genealogy in that genealogy there is a king uh, who was migrated from the uh, astinapur to kaushambi uh, i will tell let me get that yeah uh, there is a eighth king nichakra 
the nichetra was ruling in hastinapur and then there was a flood uh, in uh, like the ganga river uh, changed the course and uh, flow overflow the the city itself and uh, because of that they have to leave and they went to kaushambi that whatsapp uh, near kashi so um, bb lal has corroborated that flood uh, with uh, the his archaeological excavation and then uh, come up with this uh, date uh, that he has put in the uh, like uh, 836 uh, 836 bc so uh, there is lot of uh, effort gone in and to answer your question bibilal's uh, uh, disciples so uh, means uh, the people who subsequently uh, taken the uh, like responsibility of the asi uh, uh, so the, the, there is br mani and kn dikshit they have actually expanded that uh, uh, painted graver uh, that uh, the boundary the painted graver boundary when bibilal was excavating it was around 900 bc but it has now moved to 1200 bc and i think recently they are expanding it even further uh, up to 2000 bc also so what it means is that uh, everything that uh, uh, bibilal says it can actually go up, uh, based on his own principles uh, and uh, uh, regarding the flood itself uh, there is there was multiple floods that's what they are saying the multiple floods so maybe it is a one of the youngest flood uh, the corroboration has happened Uh, there there can be even older floods also there and then that migration may be that so there is lot of uh, you can say revision into that so what it means is that if you look at it, the archaeoastronomy dates are actually spreading uh, the this dietary coach this is a, like a, this is the last one dietary coach it is coming to 1200 bc in the same time this whatever whatever started by bibilal expanded by the, his own uh, descendants Uh, is uh, in the same right so you have some kind of an archaeology and archaeoastronomy conformance between 1000 bc to 2000 bc period that has already arrived that is what i said that uh, the a lot of things have a lot of water has flown uh, after balaganga tilakas studying mahabharat etc so a lot of things have changed like vivekananda was there so they were all interested in the same problem but there was no way we can actually solve at that time in 2020 we have more information and uh, there we are in a, at the cusp of the uh, period where you can actually solve the uh, mahabharata kurukshetra war date problem with agreement to both the archaeologists and the archaeoastronomers and other disciplines that has arrived hi ravi thank you so much for the session so my first question is like uh, what about the adulteration in these available dates especially the archaeology like we know the state of uh, the asi that works in fact in one of the session of by raj vedam sir like he mentioned about covering up the sites in uh, tamil nadu and kerala so this is my first question and second quick question is like uh, what uh, like from where to get the buddha timeline or genealogy like which book or quran it mentions okay my... yeah, yeah so yes there was a lot of complaint about archaeology uh... but primarily uh, and even i have uh, actually have so i have friends both in archaeology and uh, also in the archaeoastronomy so many of these names you are seeing i have direct email correspondence so uh, the problem is uh, that uh, there was lot of government policies because of which they need to they are forced to do lot of things and all there was no direction for the last 70 years it was completely directionless so they have made lot of damage like for example 
some temples they they polish the carving so in the name of renovation they polish the carvings of the temples and then it become flat all the delicate intricate uh, things are done but this has happened this this is an under the area where some of my uh, colleagues like vira mishra has talked about it i think maybe i think srijan talk was there for that uh, shankar talk was there for that also uh, this has happened but what i'm saying is uh, this is happening in one area but uh, you cannot like for example somebody like bibilal they are incorruptible and then uh, kn dikshit who was uh, recently excavated he, the bibilal has excavated um, hastinapur and uh, kaushambi singiverapuram and uh, uh, chitrakoot uh, ayodhya and uh, uh, this uh, other places uh, indrapras and uh, his uh, disciple kn dikshit ahichatra and then kambi so they have uh, similar to the excavation of uh, the troy uh, for the greek itihasa the greek greek epics they have done the equivalent of that so we have to have utmost respect to them the problem is that uh, some of these corruptions that in, in the management of temples etc that is not happened in the this particular aspect like archaeology and excavations they have not done anything uh, which is like uh, indicating of any corruption or uh, anything even recently uh, sangam talk has uh, uh, hosted alini rao who is the daughter of sr rao he has uh, very faithfully have uh, given the dates for dwaraka uh, 1500 bc and pottery at 3500 bc and uh, nalini rao is sticking to that and then expanding that information i don't think they are anyway corruptible and um, second is some of these things like horse uh, domestication this is not entirely in the hands of asi it involves uh, different archaeology departments in another other countries like all the european countries central asian countries their own archaeology department uh, after excavations uh, they are bringing up the dates the only thing is these dates will keep on changing so that you cannot uh, see you can accuse or blame the archaeology department for not maintaining a temple for example it, uh, that has happened in south india some places but not for excavating and finding uh, expanding the dates because this is a very uh, intensive process like digging the uh, entire area like and what happened is one reason actually possible reason is because entire northern belt is completely populated delhi region uh highly populated you will not get permission for excavation and some places like uh, uh purana kila there was some political i think political problem was there i think in the last 10 years it is uh, eliminated so they can now freely excavate and go deeper that is possible but fund is there and uh, i think this current government uh, should not uh, hesitate in providing the funds because it's a huge cost intensive activity and then it is the effort that is to be committed uh, there is a big generation of uh, people in the archaeology youngsters they are uh, very much in, uh, interested and not in the shackles of the, the previous uh, governments and so they are enthusiastically working and expanding and you getting results that's what i'm saying like uh, in the recent 10 years the birana they have excavated 7000 bc so that everything that you uh, you are required all this entity of the required all the references of uh, astronomy observations mentioned in rigveda which is astronomically dated to 6000 bc etc is validated because you have got a 7000 bc 
uh, archaeology site Dirana and Rakhigari uh, that is they are beautifully ex uh, excavated. So certain areas it is like a mixed bag. Certain areas they are doing some damage, especially the management of temples etc. But in other areas they are working very well. Did I miss any question answer? Yeah, that is fine because you know the current uh, issue in Ramayodhya, like there is new issue brewing up. Like people are claiming it is a Buddhist site. So, anyways, like uh, it's okay. Like I got this answer. My second question was uh, about the lineage of Buddha. Ah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, please, yeah, continue. And uh, apart from this, maybe Rahul can comment in the end about the yesterday's session, which was like the affinities between Vedic and Baltic cultures. Okay, uh, I tell about the lineage of this uh, Buddha Nirvana. You can refer to Vedavir Arya's uh, book, uh, Chronology of India. So, uh, that is actually demolishing a lot of uh, this uh, uh, genealogical uh, bottlenecks that I have explained in this slide. He is able to expand uh, this uh, the genealogy that is primarily the Buddha's date and because of that, Mahapatmananda's date. Uh, for you have seen in my slide, Mahapatmananda is the street anger. So that has been shifted. I mean, based on his uh, uh, his books, uh, two books uh, that is Chronology of India, Volume One and Two. Uh, primarily, I will refer to the the, the volume which is talking about uh, the the three dating problems in the current chronology. One is Buddha Nirvana. Uh, that date has to move uh, 1,300 years into the past, and then another is Shaka and Shakanta era difference. That is another thing, and then uh, you have. Uh, this uh, Christian era itself, uh, uh, it can be pushed back uh, some 500 years into the past. Whatever Christian era itself uh, is wrong. Uh, these three uh, important theses are found in these books. You can read uh, and then uh, the, the, your genealogy part at least is solved uh, or uh, uh, is corrected because of that. Especially subject to the acceptance by all the, the such community. So that is one good book, Vedavir Arya's chronology revision books. Jijit, my question is, uh, you show in that slide where you showed why difference of opinion will come, how the uh, each person approaches differently. The first box seemed to be a big culprit there. You know, very it will play. I think it will play a very big role on which uh, literary shlokas in the literary part, which shlokas will be considered. And uh, interpretation also the second box that you had can be I mean just a suggestion small suggestion uh, it will help us if that those two boxes also are resolved if you have more resolution between these various uh, claimants that you list who falls where you know how, how is there a uh, interpretation difference are they rejecting quite a few conflicting evidences internally those kind of things will be useful I thought that's all. Yeah, I fully agree. And that is where the conference comes in. We try to resolve it through email, but it is a very slow pace uh, uh, motion. And uh, in the email, people will discuss uh, like uh, different other topics and then that focus is not there. So if there is a conference, definitely this can be addressed. Even all the three you can address actually. The literary analysis and the interpretation, primarily you can analysis and the software also. The tools they are using, you can actually like uh, uh, streamline that. Ah, namaste. Prasad from uh, Toronto. Uh, great talk, uh, uh, uh Good conversation. So I've been interested in the topic for years. So one of the points I want to bring out is the sheet anchor 
instead of nanda i would present it as chandragupta maurya's identification with uh, as a contemporary of alexander that was a sheet anchor introduced by william jones in end of 17th century and the 1300 years you talk about is actually starting from there so 325 bc is when we know that you know alexander came and all that and traditionally we have been taught that it was chandragupta maurya who existed that time but in fact it was chandragupta gupta the sandra cortes of the greeks so that drives everything by 1300 years and that also you know that's when the buddha dates goes back from 500 to 1800 bc and in fact shankaracharya where adi shankaracharya i'm talking about his date is 788 ad according to current dates but that all that also drives back by 1300 years which goes to 500 bc really so that's actually sheet anchor has to be challenged and there is a lot of material actually people have studied and presented but again because of uh, political leaning it has been uh, set back that day so that is actually a thing which has to be identified and clarified and insisted that that's the date so that's uh, that will affect your puranic chronology as well and the mahabharata timeline eventually yeah actually you are talking about the uh, the see what the what was sheet anger i have mentioned about mahabharata nanda it is actually a branch of the actual sheet anger so the actual sheet anger uh, like you mentioned it has got a lot of roots like uh, uh, the alexander and uh, chandragupta maurya so these are all connected but currently what i am showing in my slide is the link so the link is uh, mahabharata nanda because even puranas you have only got uh, mahabharata nanda and uh, uh, this parishit direct uh, reference like this is the total uh, duration in years so because of that it's like a tree like for example if it's a, there is a tree and one of the branch is growing and it's coming to our mahabharata studies that is what i have focused but actual if you look at like if you if you read the Uh, whether various areas uh, the revision of the chronology it, everything is mentioned uh, about Ale- alexander uh, uh, and uh, the maurya and the wrongly identified as uh, uh, the, Ch- the chandragupta of ujjain instead of the original maurya so this is actually mentioned in the that chronology book so uh, actually uh, if you if you read that then you will get the entire thing for me i need to take the tweak the tweak the the, the entire sheet anger one branch i need to take which is connecting with the uh this uh, uh, whatever information is there is the puranas so it is the same sheet anger not not a different one it is the same sheet anger it's all connected maurya and then alexander and buddha and then because of that mahabharata everything it's the same sheet anger i am talking not a different one 